Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs, practical tools, and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited to be here today to talk about none other than our sleep. And for this, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ashley Olivine. Ashley is a sleep, stress, and fatigue expert and helps mothers overcome their unique struggles that go well beyond sleep. She is an international number one international bestseller, bestselling author, I should say, um, health psychology PhD candidate, CBT specialist, military wife, mother, and health advocate. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you. So we are here to learn, obviously, about sleep. And you know, I know most of the audience, I'm sure everybody in their lifetime has struggled somewhat with sleep. I've been very, very fortunate myself, and I'm a sleeper. I put my head on the pillow, and I'm gone for my seven hours, and I wake up and I feel refreshed and I'm fortunate, but I realize I know a lot of people around me don't have that experience. And um, I, I've got a couple of people that write in my direct life that are total insomniacs, like they're up all night long and they don't sleep, but you know, it's, it's quite interesting. I'm like, I don't get that, but <laughs> I really know it's out there. And, you know, like you said, you work with a lot of moms and that's very, very common for moms too, right? Because just by the nature of their job, they often don't get sleep. So, yes, it's actually huge with moms that we we see that, um, that there's a pattern where um, maybe their sleep wasn't perfect before they came, became a mom. Maybe it was. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. But then they have kids and they have the up all night combined with the hormones, combined with the stress and the lifestyle change. And it creates this perfect storm. So if they have had sleep issues prior to having kids, it just kind of blows up. And then if they didn't, it gets them off track and then they get into a habit of not prioritizing themselves and their health. And all of a sudden their kids are going away to college and they haven't slept since their kids were babies. 18 years and no sleep. (laughs) More than, you know, sometimes we'll talk to people and it's 30 years and I haven't slept and it's, you know, you could have saved yourself so much by just addressing this when your kids were six months old instead of you know, a lot of, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute, but a lot of people just don't have the knowledge. Right. So, right. so let's, let's back up a little bit and tell us how you got into be a sleep consultant. So I like to call it the back door. Um, I didn't have horrendous issues with sleep. There were phases where I would sleep better or worse than other times, but, um, like you, I've been fortunate and have never had any huge issues, but I did have, um, brain injury and post-concussive syndrome. And I had a little bit of issues sleeping back then um, with the brain damage. Um, But I actually went through a sleep program to rehab my brain. And, you know, I was young and I knew everything clearly. (laughs) And I was like, well, this is never going to work. This is stupid. My issue is not sleep. I I have a brain issue. I have brain injury. Um, But when you address sleep, you cannot just address the insomnia because insomnia is a symptom. It's not the cause. Insomnia is staying up, um, having trouble falling asleep, having trouble staying asleep, having trouble returning to sleep. Those are all symptoms. So when you treat insomnia, you treat the brain. 
So Mm. by going through this program, I was able to rehab my brain. And then I found myself in the corporate world um, and I wasn't, it was, it was great, but it wasn't my passion. I wasn't really feeling fulfilled with it. And I found out that the same organization where I went through the sleep program was putting on a training class to train people to put on the program. And I was very motivated to get in on that because it really did help me with rehabbing my brain. And I became a believer. (laughs) And so um, then my passion for it just grew and grew as I started working with clients and seeing how much it could change someone's life. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that I didn't actually have a huge sleep issue and got real passionate about sleep. It was more my passion for the brain and how I was able to, um, use that for sleep. Awesome. And you also do like your health advocate too. So you'd obviously know a lot about that to understand how important sleep is for our overall health altogether. Yes. Sleep is comorbid with so many other issues like stress, anxiety, um, fatigue, which is more your physical tiredness. Sleep is your um, falling asleep and fatigue is more your muscles and your body. Um, so there's that, um, so many different health conditions are, um, kind of come to the surface with insomnia. So I've worked with a lot of people who have other conditions as well. And in that the same brain techniques can be used to treat lots of other things like the pain and the fatigue. And, um, we see that all around health gets better and better and better and you're less likely to get sick and other health conditions don't escalate or they reverse. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really incredible the way it all ties together. Yeah, absolutely. And when do you find most people end up coming to you at what point? Um, there is a wide variety. Um, some people, um, before college, really, uh, or in college, because college is another time where you are put through a big change. A lot of kids move away from home, they're in a different environment, um, off by themselves for the first time, and there's less structure. Um, So that's a big time where some people will come to get help where they go to college and start to really suffer with their health, their grades, everything. Um, and then the mom phase, um, we do have some people who come when their kids are young, um, but we find more wait until their kids are at least in school or longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another rush around the empty nester phase where, you know, my kids are all moved out and now it's my turn to take care yeah. of myself. Taking back your life a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it, usually it's just when, when they hit rock bottom and they say, there's, I just can't go on anymore, which I'm trying to change. I want to get people before they hit that rock bottom point because you don't have to hit rock bottom. You can prevent rock bottom. I don't so, think a lot of people really know that you can do something about it though. Because most people, you know, they'll go to their doctor and get sleeping pills. Right. And that's how they treat it, right? That's right. They're not treating the underlying cause of it. They're just, they're treating 
the, the symptoms, like I said, you know, it's, put you to sleep at night, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a band-aid to cover up the symptoms. Yeah. And I feel like a, a lot of times doctors are put between a rock and a hard place because they don't really have a good place to send them. And they have this drug option, which most doctors know it's not a good option, especially long-term. It might get them by for a little while. It might um, you know, be a solution to take the edge off when they're in the worst of it. And then maybe their lifestyle changes enough that they can get by without it later. But um, there are not enough good solutions uh, because a lot of sleep programs that you see don't go beyond sleep hygiene, which is basic sleep tips. So a lot of sleep programs you'll see will have a bunch of sleep tips, maybe some relaxation exercises and nothing to retrain the brain. Yeah. So, Let's go back on that sleep hygiene. Cause you mentioned that before. And those yeah. are the things like, you know, not, um, you're going to bed at a certain time at night and, yes. and what else would be, and I'm trying to think what else is in that list, not having coffee at after a certain hour of the day and things like that. Yes. Right. Yes, all those things that you know you hear, you can Google all of them. The danger with uh, Dr. Google is that it's not always right. True. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of them will say, um, I've, seen, I've seen Google sources say something like, um, oh, exercise right before bed to get yourself really? tired. Yeah, so wow. bad. Which, um, you know, it's good to exercise. You exercise in the morning or in the early afternoon so that you have a few hours to wind down. So yes, you want to exercise. That's great. But if you exercise too close to bed, you're, it wakes you up and you won't be able to sleep. Yeah. So there are in, uh, Google likes to say, drink a warm glass of milk, which is terrible. You don't want warm milk before bed. You don't want any milk before bed. No, you can't digest that properly. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, you have people who are trying to sleep and all of a sudden they have digestive issues. (laughs) So, you know, you have a lot of bad information out there, but yes, all of those things would be sleep tips, like take a warm shower before bed or drink some chamomile tea or um, lavender essential oils and um, have the bedroom very dark. That's a great one. I like that one. I like a lot of them. And yes, all of that goes into it. And I don't want to discredit those. But if your sleep problem is not caused 100% by habits, so mm-hmm. if, if you have more going on than, oh, I'm on the computer or social media, scrolling my phone late at night, that's my only sleep problem. Okay, so if that's your only sleep problem, yes, those sleep tips will take care of that. Yeah, if you were fine before all that, and then you realize that I've been doing this all every day for the last week and I don't sleep anymore, you can reverse some of that stuff. Right, but it's never just habits that Mm -hmm. is causing the sleep problem. Um, I shouldn't say never. It's very, very rare. Generally, it is lifestyle, it's stress, it's, um, you know, an active mind, a lot of other things that go in it. And if the majority of your sleep problem is stress and an active mind and how your brain has been trained to not sleep at night in bed, um, then the sleep tips are barely going to scratch the surface. They may help a little, but you're not going to actually 
reverse the problem with just sleep tips. Yeah. And I know if I ever have those moments where I don't sleep well, which is not very often, it's because I have a monkey mind and it's going a million miles a minute and I've stayed up too late trying to do, you know, maybe working in my business. And I had this really great brainwave right before I was supposed to go to sleep. And so my brain is trying to process that whole thing and write that whole book while I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> right. And that's actually huge with entrepreneurs that, um, yeah. where, you know, it's, it's your entrepreneur brain. You are- yeah. Go, go, go all day long. You're doing your tasks. You're, I don't know, writing blog posts. You're editing podcasts. You are um, doing your email funnel. You are marketing. You are sales. You are everything. And you're wearing all these hats. And then you get ready to go to bed and you haven't created that space to just be because, you know, you're busy. You're an entrepreneur. You're a mom. You have a full time job in addition to your side gig. I don't know, whatever you have going on you're busy. And then you lay down in bed and your brain says, Oh, great. Now is my time (laughs) creative and to think through those things. And you know, that's, that's fine every once in a while, but the problem that entrepreneurs see a lot is that it becomes a habit where their brain looks forward to that time to practice, to process. Yeah. And Um, let go of everything and just, yeah. Yeah. And you have all those ideas streaming from the day (laughs) and entrepreneurs are very, um, skilled with the mind and very creative and have all the ideas. And if you don't give your brain time to process those until you lay down in bed, that's the opportunity your brain's going to take. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I used to try and not have any, I try and end long before I need to go to sleep so that I can sort of get through all that stuff. <laughs> and my brain has just time to be before I fall asleep. Yes, and I exactly. try and I, I try and switch tasks too. So I take my brain off of that stuff into, and I find myself like I'll, I'll do a puzzle or something like that, which I'm focusing on something that's not, not a doing sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's not trying to process things. It's just trying to put the pieces in the puzzle. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's probably why you don't have as many bad nights. You know, you said it happens once in a while and it's not a big issue. And yeah. that's exactly why, because when you're doing that puzzle, your brain is probably kind of processing what happened during the day. Okay. I got that done. And Oh, I could think about that. And maybe when you're doing your puzzle, you run into your office real quick and jot down some notes and then come back to it. I don't know if you did that, but that's a good thing to do. Yeah. I do that once in a blue moon. And it's only if I know I haven't completed my brain dump for the day. (laughs) And it's because I can feel it sometimes. I'll take a little piece of paper next to my bed and my pen and it's there in case I need to just let go of something. So I don't yeah. like, get up and come back. And because so I go to my desk and it's game over, right? It's two in the morning. It's like, oh yeah, and this and this and this and this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. If you can do a brain dump, like let's say you you schedule your business work from nine to five. And if at five, from five to five thirty, you can do a brain dump and organize your thoughts and then go have dinner and then relax for a little while and then go to bed. That's, that's a perfect schedule. I mean, in reality, especially if you're, if you have kids or if you are doing your business as a side gig, that's not going to look the same. Um, You're going to have a different schedule, but if you can create some time between work and your responsibilities and bed to just sit and be and let your brain process That'll save you a lot of that up all night. Yeah. Yeah. And I see, you know, it's interesting because I, you know, one of the people that I know that has some sleep issues, she's actually retired. 
I was like, well, how come she doesn't sleep? But I think for her, it's been so many years. You know, she, she says she doesn't, it's been like that for her whole entire life that she remembers. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's probably more habitual now as opposed to, you know, even though she's retired, you know, yes. it's habitual. It's not even, and she's programmed her mind to not want to, or not to think that it's not going to sleep and all those things too, right? The subconscious things and all that start kicking in. Yeah, actually, retirement is another interesting phase because. A but lot she's of young. She retired at forty-five. Still, it's yeah. It's, so, <laughs> so it's, it's not. It's that I know an age thing is yeah. Age so, can really mess you up too when you go through menopause and all those things. It's yes. another thing for your sleep, right? <laughs> yes. So menopause and childbearing years—that's that's kind of um. They have similarities because yeah. you have the hormonal changes and Absolutely. sleep is partially hormonal linked. So that's. That's another part. But with retirement, a lot of people think, okay, well, my job stress is causing my sleep problems. So as soon as I retire, my sleep problems are going to go away. But what they find is the opposite because their job keeps them busy during the day, keeps them on a somewhat regular schedule. Yeah. And then once they retire, their brain has all these places to go and it just (laughs) goes crazy. And all of a sudden they can stay up as late as they want and they can sleep in as late as they want and their schedule and, but their brain is so trained to not sleep at night and to be stressed and to have a lot of thoughts going on that they can't turn it off. So even though the job is gone, their brain will find some, some reason to stress like, oh, my grandkids, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about my adult kid. And, you know, they'll find something too. Yes. Something like (laughs) who's driving where, and I'm worried that they aren't going to make it there safely. And so it doesn't matter if you have a stressful job, there are always going to be life stresses and some place that your brain can go to worry. And it doesn't even have to be a negative worry. It can be an excited thing. Like, oh, I get to see my kids this weekend. I'm excited. And then you start over-processing that of, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to cook for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. I want to make it perfect. And the strawberries I bought are going bad. And, you know, somewhere. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That is so true, though. And, you know, especially, speaking of, like, entrepreneurs, I mean, our brains are so we're wired, I think, for so much more sometimes, I think, yes. you know, the creative, like all the sides of the brain coming in all at once and you're it's like an overload all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And what makes you a fantastic entrepreneur because you can think in a way that other people can't, but at the same time, you have to learn how to not let it negatively impact your health. Yeah, you have to have that shutdown point, like you said, that helps out, right? So, well, it, this has been amazing. And I want to know if there's one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with before we get into our insight round and we can learn a little bit more about you. Okay, so um, the big thing is to trust that your body and your mind know what you need. So, um, you know, after I got into the sleep world, I got really sick and I had this for a little while. I had this idea that, well, stuff 
that applies to my clients just doesn't apply to me. It's clearly, (laughs) of course, you know, know, when you're, when you're a business owner, it, it's just, it's different for you. Right. Of course. (laughs) Yes. And so then I realized, okay, guess what? It's not different for me. Um, and my body was giving me all these signs and my brain was giving me all these signs. And I even went to doctors and health professionals and what they were seeing was not what my body was telling me. So for a a long time, I was in this position, well, okay, well, maybe I should just push through because even the doctors can't find, you know, they, they said it's good, whatever. Um, but then it blew up and all of a sudden doctors were like, Oh, guess what? There is something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when it's it's far down the line and they could have fixed it a long time ago. Exactly. So, you know, what, what happened with me is that, you know, sleep was never, um, the big issue because I knew about sleep. So whenever my sleep kind of got off track, it was easy for me to put things back on track. Um, which is something that a lot of people struggle with because Mm -hmm. they don't have that career experience that I have. Um, so I feel very fortunate in that sense, but in all the other areas, it, it kind of got off kilter. And if I had listened to my body and my brain long before, it never would have been as bad as it was. So your body and your brain are giving you clues all along the way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that shows up in sleep because that's when your body and your brain are supposed to shut down. So if you're having a little trouble sleeping, that's a sign that something's going on and it, maybe it's stress, maybe you're doing too much, maybe you're not doing too much. I find that when I take time to take care of myself, I can actually accomplish way more than when I'm not taking care of myself. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I teach in all my coaching and everything I do. Yeah. Right. So, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have time to listen to my body and my body is tired or my brain is not, you know, I'm stressed and I'm, overthinking things and they think, well, but I have, I don't have time to slow down. Well, that's kind of the opposite attitude that you need to take because when you make that time, you can be more productive. So the big takeaway is to listen to the little signs that your body and brain are telling you. They may be subtle. They may show up in sleep. They may show up in a million other ways, but listen to those. And it doesn't matter who else in your life is telling you that um, you know, oh, it's fine. Push through. It's not, you need to trust yourself internally because society is going to say, oh, let's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Society is going to say, we're going to fuel on caffeine and everything's good. And you know, a third of the population has insomnia. Yeah. So it's like coffee, insomnia. And then a lot of times doctors are worried about, you know, they're focused on the big things. Once it escalates, I think you said a little bit ago, they're focused on the escalation and they have bigger fish to fry. Quite honestly, they've got huge things that they're dealing with, with patients. So when they see someone who is just in those beginning phases, 
they're, they kind of look at it like, okay, well, this isn't bad. I don't need to worry about this because yeah. I'm dealing with so many other horrible things, but you can take it from that very beginning and just not even let it escalate. Yes, absolutely. Take action right away. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that answered, hope that I Yeah, answered. for sure. But I tabbed a lot. Yeah, no, that's okay. I have one question and I'm, I'm not doing this to throw you under the bus or anything. It's just more, I want to know if you've come across any research. Um, and this, I'm trying to remember even the context of the whole thing. I know it was in a book on breast cancer that I read and it okay. talked a lot about sleep and um, a certain point in the night when your brain or your body produces like the anti-cancer um, mechanism stuff that yeah. I can't think of all the right, you know, medical terminology yeah. for it all. So I didn't know if you've come across any research because I was always fascinated by that with sleep. And I'm like, yes. it was, um, cause we have lots of cancer in my family and I've, in my, mm -hmm. just surrounding me. And it's like, you know, for me, I'm always on that cancer prevention piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And they so, talked, yeah. to, they talked about wearing a sleep mask to make sure you had full darkness at night too. Okay. To, to initiate that, um, to trigger that. So the sleep, the sleep mask, what they're dealing with the, the full darkness is um, shutting off the serotonin and producing the melatonin. Um, serotonin would be your daytime um, brain chemicals and your melatonin in the nighttime. And this cannot be confused with supplemental melatonin. Yeah. <laughs> it, Go get a bottle of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is about the worst thing. I would rather people be on sleeping pills that are prescription pills than be on melatonin because melatonin is a hormone and you start taking that. It tells your body to stop producing it. And then it throws off your hormonal balance for every hormone. Everything. Yeah. Kind of a chain reaction. So when I say serotonin and melatonin, I do not mean artificially taking it. Yes. Our body made, way. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen those melatonin pills and sprays. They're all bad. Get rid of them. Um, but, in, you know, even some doctors will say, oh, just take some melatonin because it's natural. And that's the worst thing you can do. So um, anyway, with the, the light cues, your eyes will take in light and that tells your body to produce the serotonin. If you are complete darkness, that tells your body to switch to the melatonin production. So that is why it's so important to have night and day. And you think about the sun going up and sun yeah. going down and when you're supposed to sleep and not sleep. So, you know, if you're in an environment where, especially in winter, where it's super dark later in the morning, you can use light therapy and things like that. Um, but in terms of the cancer piece, a lot of your body's hormones and chemical regulation, all of that is processed, processed and balanced during sleep. Yeah. So um, if you are not sleeping and not getting enough quality, consistent sleep going through the regular cycles, your brain cannot balance that. And when all of those things get off kilter, then all kinds of different diseases can manifest. And cancer is one of them. Autoimmune is another, mm -hmm. literally anything. If you start getting germs, you go to the office and you touch a bunch of germs. If you are sleeping, your body has an easier time fighting those off. If you are not sleeping, your body is going to have a harder time fighting it off. So it's, it's more a cumulative effect than it is, um, you know, just one thing. It's mm -hmm. all of it put together. Absolutely. So um, if you have, everyone encounters 
cancer causing agents in life. You just cannot get rid of it. And your body is absolutely. Constantly, yeah. It's, it's, it's inherent in everywhere in our world, right? So yes. Yes. And your body is constantly fighting those off. And if you're not sleeping, your body can't be fighting it off and your, your cells regenerate. Like, um, you know, you hear about beauty sleep and beauty mm-hmm. sleep is not a myth because when you are sleeping, your skin cells will regenerate. And if you're not sleeping, they won't. That's why, you know, someone who sleeps looks younger than someone who doesn't sleep. Absolutely. And I've seen that in a, a woman who actually, she, she, it's mandatory for herself to have something like nine or 10 hours of sleep at night for beauty. But she looks like she's 25 and she's like 57. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? You mentioned getting seven hours of sleep and I tried not to cringe, but I did anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, I do get more than eight hours of sleep average per night. And it's, it's hard in modern society because you have um, social engagements and um, working times and things like that. But, you know, if you don't prioritize it and you don't get a a lot of sleep, then you're going to have a sleep debt, which is, you know, if if you're getting six hours of sleep a night and you should be getting eight hours of sleep per night, that's two hours every single night. Two hours every single night for an entire year is a lot of sleep you're missing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I find I'm, I'm happy if I can get my seven. I love eight. Um, I find I'm about six and a half on most nights just be, because being a parent, working in the corporate world, doing a business, you know, all those things. Yeah. Um, when I'm not working in the corporate world, I'm, you know, somewhere between a seven and eight, depending on my day. I typically, I don't know if I've been in my life, I've ever slept more than that. If I'm feeling really, really run down, I might sleep nine. So but it's, it's not a, for me, seven has always been sort of my, I, I always wake up feeling refreshed for me. Which is I don't, I don't I don't feel like I've like oh my god I'm still walking into walls you know <laughs> yeah no there's definitely a range and some people do not need as much sleep as others I need more sleep than other people I have health issues and I actually do need more sleep um, than the average person women t- tend to need more sleep than men mm-hmm. and there there is a range and that range is more like. Um, seven and a half to eight and a half or yeah. seven to nine. If, if you think the range goes down to four hours, no, it's no, not the case. No, <laughs> no, no, no. And I, I liked seven is my, I, my goal, even on a busy day, like I've yeah. got lots going on. I said, okay, I need to at least get my seven in, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, if you can have seven hours at the same time every day, that's good because your brain knows to get into those sleep cycles. And have them regular. It's harder when you have an irregular schedule and you're staying up late and then getting up early. Then the next day you're catching up. I mean, you can still sleep and do really well. It's just harder. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think we we could talk about that forever, I think. (laughs) But we are going to jump into our insight round so people can get to know you a little bit more. Perfect. And because I'm a mindset coach... Um, I want to, I always ask what's one mindset that you've noticed in your life that's held you back. And I don't know if you've known, noticed that or not, because you're not necessarily a coach in the traditional way, like life coaching and stuff. Um, but even in your sleep coaching and things like that, things for you and your own personal life. So yes, there is definitely, definitely overlap with the health stuff I do and the life stuff, because 
you cannot separate it. And I'm big on the mind-body connection and how that fits into real life. So yes, I'm comfortable with mindset. (laughs) Um, But I think the big thing is, you know, when I, when I had that attitude of, oh, it, it doesn't apply to me, I'm good. Because I was so used to, you know, I mentioned this about doctors working with yeah. a lot of really severe cases. I was working with a lot of really severe cases and talking to people who were so far past where they <laughs> needed to be. Yeah. That I looked at mine and I was thinking, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad, right? Yeah. Um, so it it took some grounding for me to come to the conclusion. (laughs) Hey, guess what? Brilliant idea. Let's just keep it at this baseline and not let it escalate to that point. So, um, that, that was big for me is, um, you know, that attitude of I can keep going, um, because I have to, you know, I have, I had like you, a lot of responsibilities and that, entrepreneur mindset and it's a balance for entrepreneurs as far as we want to achieve and we want to do well and we're motivated, but at the same time, we have to take care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's learning that balance. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Which is continually changing. And it it is and it should, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's a balance is just never stagnant like that. It always has to be a give and a take all the time. So what is one person that changed your life for the better? Oh, sappy question. I know. Um, I. <laughs> so my husband was big um, with that. He's, he's that like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. You know how some people are always lucky or always unlucky. I don't know if you've gotten much. Yeah. That I, I don't, I don't see it. I see that as a mindset thing, but that's yes. okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to be kind of stuck in that, you know, I'd never win anything. Yeah. And I was, my mindset was not great. Um, and then he's this guy that like everything works out for him. Right. And I've evolved so yeah. much and he's, he's got that, um, he pushes me just enough. Right. So it's that encouraging, pushing like, okay, well, you can't just sit around and let this pass. So he's been a really positive influence on my life in that sense, because he's supportive, but prevents me from falling into those um, stagnant periods too. So I feel like I've accomplished so much more just from his influence. And part of it is example, because he's achieve, 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 achieve. And it kind of opened my doors to, Hey, this is possible. So mindset is big in that. Yeah. And absolutely. And what is one self-care habit you can practice, you practice regularly? Um, so I have two, one of them is just making sure to take an inventory of my body brain, how I'm feeling. Um, and I don't know if that's quite what you were looking for, but that's big because some days, huge. yeah, some days, you know, those, those mindset practices or, um, health, personal care, all those practices. Some days I'm like, you know, I'm feeling good. I really don't need to. And other days I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I need to double up. Yeah. And so I go attention to that. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm not so much really strict. Like I need to do it from 
eight o'clock to eight thirty every single day. It's more like, okay, let's check in. What's going on? Um, do I need to double up? Can I slack off? How is this going to yeah. work today with this? But the other one is um, my brain exercises that I do with my. Um, well, it's in the intro, you the yeah, CBP. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I do a I do a lot of that too. Okay. Awesome. I wouldn't say every single day, but you know, it's listen to your body when it's necessary and things like that too, though, right? Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Some days I double up. Some days I do none. Yeah. Absolutely. So, do you have a favorite quote? Oh, favorite quote. Um, I'm gonna screw it up, and I don't even know. I don't have a regular person, but the general idea is that your biggest struggles can turn into your biggest achievements ah. if you let them. Ah, yes. so, we always get in our own way. <laughs> yes. You can let them tear you down and keep you down, but you can use them as an opportunity to just really make that your life purpose. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And this is uh, one of my favorite questions is what book are you reading right now? So I am the chronic, you know, I read five books at a time. I was just, I, I try, I usually preface that question with that. And I look over at my table and Amazon arrived yesterday, right? Right. <laughs> and I have, I think about 15 books on my coffee table right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I do that. Um, I definitely do a little bit of that. Um, but I'm pregnant now. So I have like ah, three congrats. baby books. Thank you. I've got like three baby books and I'm, it's my second. So I'll kind of read some and then I'll get bored of it. I've been here. I've done this. I don't, you know, yeah. that whole thing of, well, I read, I read when I was pregnant with her too. So it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I remember that. And then I set it aside. That one's boring. I'll move that. Um, but yesterday was book launch day or oh yes yes sorry i forgot about that so about that um yesterday was book launch day and i co-authored there were 30 of us in this collaboration book and we each did a chapter so i'm anxiously awaiting for my copy to arrive so i can that's so exciting when that arrives i did that last year and it was just so exciting yeah well we got we got the copy of you know before it went to the printer, the yeah. final, so I could see everyone else's chapters. So I was um, going through other people's chapter. I don't know if that counts if I got it before the book came. Does that count as reading a book? Absolutely. Okay, so there was <laughs> that. And the other one, um, I have to get the title. Um, it, it's a book that someone, it's, it's not someone that I know um, directly. But it's, I guess, a friend of a friend wrote a book and I just got it and I haven't started it yet. It's called Just Be. Oh, awesome. And it's um, Lindsay Gibson. Awesome. So I just got that and haven't started it yet. Beautiful. I always put all those things in the show notes so that people can reference those too. So, okay. And I will make sure that your new book is in that. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Um, we'll make sure the link for that is in there. Is it on Amazon? It is, isn't it? It is on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I'll put the link in there. Okay. Um, so that is it for our interview today. And I have one more question for you and that is where can people find you if they would like to speak with you, reach out to you, learn more. So I am on social media. Um, I'm on 
Facebook primarily Ashley Olivine, it, and it's Ashley Olivine official. Um, and then my website is ashleyolivine.com. And then I also have epigenwellness.com and epigenwellness group on Facebook. Awesome. And we'll make sure all the links for all that are on the show notes too. Perfect. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. It's I've learned so much more. And um, I'm going to be a little more conscious of my sleep time and making sure I get my, <laughs> a little more uh, shut eye in. <laughs> seven hours. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's been great. I really appreciate your time and speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day, everyone. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.